Welcome back to She Does Stand Up Too. I'm Laura Sogar. And I'm Matthew Broussard. Uh, I have I have some shows coming up. Love for, for you to come see me. I'm going to be at Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, uh, January 7th and 8th. We're also going to be going to be Fargo, my first time in North Dakota, uh, at on the January 14th and 15th. And then I'll be in Denver, February 10th through 12th. So check you out those better dates. better not get COVID, my I guy. better not get COVID. <laughs> Should uh, I just jump straight into what my week was like last week? Yeah. So, okay, last Thursday was an eventful day. So I had gotten a message on Instagram from this woman who wanted me to come do a private uh, uh, comedy show at her husband's birthday. And, Hell yeah. Doesn't, you know, sound, doesn't sound like group sex at all. Doesn't sound like group sex. Well, <laughs> Every time they're like, come over for a Come over for a party. Birthday. Well... I did you- some reconnaissance. This is this is for not people who haven't done something like this. This can be a challenging thing because it's not necessarily <laughs> set up for comedy. It's just their home. Right? This is just yeah. This was their apartment like lobby they rented out. Perfect. I didn't know any of this. I just saw the message and um, without being disparaging anyway, I looked at her profile and it was Orthodox Jews. So they were like, what's your rate? And I, I put up a number way too high. I was like, let's see if they'll bite. And then they're like, actually, we're looking more like, and then it was a number that was actually very reasonable about what, what I probably should get paid to do this. And I said, yeah, sure. We'll do it at nine. I'll be there, uh, you know, kind of deep in Brooklyn. Um, uh, I'll say, I said, I'll bring an opener. So that was my Thursday. Wednesday night, I get offered a gig at seven in New Jersey, private gig for also decent money in someone's backyard through uh, John Borromeo at Stand Up New York. Where in Jersey was it? I don't remember. We just drove out there. Like an hour or something? Yeah, maybe an hour, but like a, a New York hour. So like four miles, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I told John, I'm like, I can do this show, but I got to get out of there. And John says, well, get you an Uber. You'll... You'll you'll be right to that show. I can guarantee you'll make it. John picks me up a little late, so we're late getting to the show. We <laughs> he throws me right on stage. John also does like a two minute intro. We're at, he's uh, great. Yeah, I mean, we're at um not what's it called? Uh, not a pavilion. Um, not a bodega, but it sounds like both of those words. John Mulaney Bo- has a joke about it. Gazebo, bodega. kind of like their backyard gazebo <laughs> at this mansion. I'm over here trying to ro- rhyme with pavilion and bodega. Yes. I'm like, I don't know. If a pavilion and a bodega, bodega? have a child, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, I already forgot the word again. Gazebo. Yes. Um, it's just backyard. The, yeah. yeah, this 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 very, like, it, it looked like the backyard and get out. Like, very nice. <laughs> and that show also could have been a hell gig. It wasn't. It was very, very fun. Oh, good. Um, but I'm stressing about the timelines. I get off stage. John already called an Uber. I jump in the Uber and start heading to Brooklyn. And the time the time keeps jumping. Like, right, I'm right. going to be half an hour later, oh, half an hour early. Classic Jersey to Brooklyn. Like, Whoo, deep Brooklyn. And I have two more spots that night, by the way, after that. So while I'm between the shows, I text the guy who I got to open for me. I won't say his name. And he calls me immediately and he says, hey, man, uh, someone who I've been very close with has been ex- uh, tested positive for COVID. So uh, you're going at this one alone. I'm like, all right, no opener, but a little more money for me. And um, I'm still stressing. Now I got to do this show alone. And uh, then I get another text. Uh, so rewind a little bit. Earlier that day, out of the blue, I pulled a move that you would have taught me, top of mind. I texted my agent and said, hey, 
I know shit's going sideways on the road. I'm still down for anything. Because so, because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. Uh, shows are canceling left and right. So this is, I remind you, this is still Thursday night between shows. I get a text from my, my agent that says, TJ Miller has COVID. Can you be in Virginia Beach tomorrow uh, for show weekend? And now I'm looking at flights and I have like minutes to confirm or some, it'll go to someone else. So uh, I text you and I'm like, all right, commit. I cancel all my shows for the weekend. I buy a plane ticket for tomorrow. I get to the show, <laughs> the Jewish show. Um, no microphone. Really nice crowd. Really, really sweet. They were all 22 to 28 half of them were married and then oh like the four young boys were all like 22 not married yet they were at the kids table (laughs) and it was it was a really nice show um i think they enjoyed it uh they they were very sweet and then i rushed to my second my third spot which is at new york comedy club and i'm supposed to also judge roast battle and uh i i canceled on judging roast battle because i'm like i can't get COVID now I just got to be, Yeah, I'm going to be walking in the club, onto the stage and out of the stage. And, yeah, masks, like the whole, mm-hmm. the whole, to- whole deal. And then I wake up the next morning for Virginia Beach and I miss my flight. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot you missed your flight. He checked. Like he- <laughs> okay, you, you, you said the shittiest thing you can say to someone who's about to miss oh, their I'm flight. sorry. Why didn't you leave earlier? Oh, I wish <laughs> I thought of that. I fucking hung up on you and stewed while I ate a $15 sandwich. At LaGuardia. I was, meanwhile, like, I don't know what I was doing, working or something, running around. And I was just like, I don't know, I was unloading my stress on you, as Jews do to Germans. I guess. Well, I guess we've earned that. Yes. I I still think that's why there was so much strife during World War II, that Jews were just unloading their problems on the Germans, and Germans tried to solve them. And Jews like, you don't solve problems. You just complain. It's a we sport. Had, we were like, oh, we'll be identified the next problem. Yes. <laughs> and, we, and we have a solution. Um, it's like when AI goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did shows in Virginia Beach all weekend. Uh, uh, and basically, they kept half of TJ's crowd. They kept half the tickets. And they were, TJ has wonderful crowds. Thank you, TJ. Uh, TJ yeah, Miller. it sounds like it was like an awesome. It was weekend. a great time. They buy shirts like crazy. Yeah, Virginia Beach is a crazy place. I've only ever been there because of COVID. Because we stopped in COVID. Yeah, when we last round of COVID, two rounds of the initial round one of COVID, mm-hmm. when we were driving from Florida to New York because we were like, we shouldn't fly. Also, we had just bought a cat, and we were like. Uh, we're gonna drive with this. We started a romantic road trip. It was it was a like COVID one of those. It, that was during the time when you like really did. Gyms were fly. closed. Yeah, there was no real rush. Yeah, and we drove and we stopped randomly on like at random locations up the coast. Yeah, in these like locked up towns because this was like April yeah. twenty twenty. So people were like, we don't know what's up. So it felt like we were like refugees with our with our new son, yeah. the cat, <laughs> taking the cat into ho- sneaking the cat into hotels. Do you yeah, remember right. that? <laughs> yeah, and we weren't even worried about getting caught because they weren't even having like room service at that point. Yeah, they this had no. Yeah, they were just May twenty twenty. Like, maybe sleep in this room, and we were like, all right, whatever. Oh, but Virginia and we Beach, went yeah. to Virginia Beach, and we got that randomly super nice hotel because it was like a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> it was like free. And, and it, it was such a cute town. It was so 
cute. And we looked over the ocean and the cat was sitting there just like a kitten, just being like, what the fuck is going on? Hair blowing I live in the breeze. <laughs> hotels. <laughs> it was like, I've only known Florida up to this point. Yeah. Um, that's Virginia Beach. I, I recommend visiting. It's like a really pretty town. I think people don't think know about tour- it. I mean, it's a tourist town. Kind of, but it's, 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 I, sure I, it's not like it's Norfolk. Norfolk. I don't know how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. It is Norfolk. It's like it's I the Norfolk airport was 20 minutes from the club. I think it's probably like a more like DC tourist location. It's yeah. It's so uh, what I figured out of the town because I had to figure out what what, what is the city I've, I know nothing about. It's four military bases. I think it's oh. like Navy, Army. That's it's just and you look everywhere. You see everyone's military. Yeah. Which honestly, a pretty fun crowd uh, because of that. Uh, uh, cons- practical conservatives. Uh, I did lose them with some of my political material, but um, it's it's a good. I, I my joke about it was like you see Humvees with surfboards on them. <laughs> it was it was a a weird mix of resort and military. It's like a very f- heavily fortified club med. It was it was very pretty. Oh my gosh! And uh, very good shows. And uh, that was that was my stressful couple. A- right after because I was so, I had twenty days home. I was like, I have 20 days home, 20 days of not traveling, and then I'm right back on the road and uh, living the dream. Well, hopefully you get to continue living it and we don't shut down. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay, but we both tested negative yesterday. We got, I I literally. We've been exposed to so many people who have it too. I mean. 50 comedians have it at least. Oh yeah, it's nuts here in New York I'm getting so many spots. Yeah. You can be an absolute fill-in comic right now. It's great. Well, it's not great, but it's a uh, it's a thing. Also, a thing. soon enough, we're gonna have just comedian herd immunity. Yes, like next week. Next week is gonna occur. I'm kind of a. I mean, I'm boosted, etc. So, and apparently, Moderna is like better against it. So, because I was floored, because I had a bunch of spots last week, which I was fired up about. Yeah, very rare for me. Look at look at me booked and busy. Right, and had a very interesting week, but then knew i was exposed on saturday night like i was hosting a show where one of the comedians had had it yeah i've picked up mics from people who tested yeah but then the next day for but it then have been fine Dude, so i took that wait. that covid test like a pregnancy test i was just staring waiting for a line to pop up <laughs> i was like this has changed my whole life yeah it was uh it's been really interesting i do think we're gonna be okay but i um uh, all like so many uh, non-club shows have canceled right now. I think yeah. everyone's just kind of like laying. Yeah, low all the independent shows. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, the clubs are it. still going. But clubs are still going. I talked to one of the club bookers, and I was like trying to rearrange spots. She was like, "Just hold off. I'll probably give you the spots three days before when I make sure no one has COVID." Oh, she was just like, "It's gonna get rearranged. So just Don't sit tight. Tell it. me your schedule." And yeah. yeah um that was i mean it's so different this time around like i guess a year ago we were like i hope i don't get covid and kill all of my family and friends now we're like i hope i don't get covid and kill my plans for the weekend right well it was like i think it was awkward for a few days because everyone was going home yes and they might have unvaccinated family members or um you know the travel you don't want to spread it around but once you're here you're like all right well it seems localized to a, like a couple of regions. Like in Virginia Beach, I was talking to the comics there. No one's gotten it. Whereas in New York, everyone's getting it. So I think it's like hitting certain spots pretty densely. No idea. And New York is just built good for Lord. contagion. 
what a pain in the ass. What a pain so in the ass. Of this. But on the plus side, we are, I have some exciting stuff going on with Brooklyn Underground, which I'm not going to reveal yet, but. um, What a tease. I know. But How, follow. <laughs> you had a, a comedy first. You followed a big name. I did have a, I had a real, I mean, besides this whole like pandemic and stuff, I had a great week last week. It's kind of, snow day. That's your yeah. joke. I know, and then I then the weirdly this week is completely just everything's canceled and it's Christmas. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But last week, um, big news in the stand up New York world, uh, John Oliver was doing some drop in spots. And he's one of like three people I respect in everything they do. Yeah, Peabody Award winner, like makes Holy the world a better place. Shit. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was very excited. I just wanted to see him, period. And um, I was very lucky to be actually booked on the show. I We had been booked on this show. Like Matthew and I were actually both on this. Eric Ligny. Thank you, Eric. All things comedy. Yeah. On Yeah, on Wednesday nights at Stand Up New York. And we were on the show. And then he texts us in the morning. And he's like, special guest. It's going to be John Oliver. And we're like, yeah. fuck. And this is Wednesday. I'm super excited. Um, I was supposed to do Brooklyn Underground, but I was like, Rachel, you got to hold down the fort because I can't like just go in and out like I was planning to do. I was going to, I need to actually like be there for the full show because like, I don't think my spot time is going to be, it's going to be whenever the fuck they want, you know? I was doing, understandably. Yeah. I was doing a spot before that and they're like, you need to be out. I'm like, yeah, I have another spot at 8.30 and 8.30 was John's spot because right. I wanted to get there oh, to yeah, see yeah, his yeah, set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, so I'm up there and doing like the show's going on, whatever. Um, I bring my friend who was visiting, which she was so, she was like, so wait, it was great. Cause it was like very impressive for what her. What a flex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Come see me like, and John Oliver. Tonight. Yeah. I was like, this, this totally happens just all John Oliver's the time. opening for me tonight. <laughs> exactly. So, and we do the, um, the show's going on. It's going well. It's, it's fucking packed. It's like sold out like to the brim with mm -hmm. people. Uh, which looking back, COVID, and you're like, yeah, it is what it is. We're here. No one's, we're, we're living. And um, John gets there. He beelines in, like not talking to anyone, does his set, crushes. It's so good in like a intellectual way too. And then I uh, get called to, to go up after him. So. Ah, how was that spot? It was weird. I think, it, I mean, it was great. It was really fun. The crowd was obviously... Were you scared? Um, I was more just aware, like, hey, do well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't scared because, like, I've heard you talk about it. And apparently, well, so I experienced this as well. Like, the crowd's having fun. They're excited. So they're they're not going to be like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're already in a good mood. So it's easier. It's a, a weird way. thing. A celebrity pop in. This is, I remember I had to follow Aziz at the cellar and I was so scared and ended up being a, a really fun set. I opened with a kind of a cheap, easy joke of being like, you get to see Aziz and sorry. And then this douchebag. Wow. Right. It's apparently a pretty easy thing to do. But well, yeah, I mean, I did yeah. something very similar. I was like, John Oliver, intellectual, you know, genius, voice of a generation. World, and I'm going to talk about dating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that but, was difficult, too, because I was definitely like so I was more in my own head of yeah. a hyper aware of how trivial a lot of my jokes are, which is fine. 
obviously just normal. You can't overthink. It's obvious. I'm not about to go sit there and write world. Like he had like observations on like the anger on social media and mm-hmm. like politics and like the way that different Good countries. Good Crimea chunk. Yeah, 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 exactly. He had a, a type five on Crimea. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here like, well, I'm tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a thing of usually when a celebrity's popping in, they're doing the best, their best new material. They're, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're doing like, what have I written, wrote in the last like six months? Because they're always right. on a right, tight turnover. And then you get to do the best material you've ever of your written. Life. Yeah. That's fair. It's still, he's still a better comic than both of us. But well, he was also, I think there was the added, he's obviously an amazing comedian. Like he's extremely funny. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, the intellectual component where yeah. I was just like, son of a bitch. And the crowd also gives him more a wider berth to like go they want- not have to do the general like they're like, no, you dig in. We know what you do. Yeah, we know you. Where it's like when you're not a name and you go up there and they're like, okay, prove yourself for three minutes. Yeah. Then ease into something more personal. And then maybe close with something a little more niche. Edgy. Yeah. yeah, niche, edgy, like let's bring it out. Yeah. Um, but it was good. It was a fun set. And then he was supposed to be on our Saturday show, which I was hosting. And then he ended up um, pulling out because of understandably COVID, which I was like, I get it. You, that's probably correct. Yeah. I'm over here just like. You know, at the back, I'm like a like a mercenary. So I never got to see John <laughs> Oliver because I missed uh-huh, his spot, Matthew. and then I had to leave town. So I was like, oh, "I'll miss him tonight," but he's around all weekend. I'll come see another show. I'll never see him again. Yeah, oh, well, get wrecked. But he like booked it out as well. It was all all very fair. I think I would have done the same, but I was just like, "Come back." Yeah. What are your thoughts on? <laughs> Can you imagine how annoying it is for him going into so place annoying. like that? So annoying. I totally get it. Yeah. So in and out. It's like his clinic. Yeah. It's like him going to a clinic is the, yeah, everyone wants to take a yeah. picture with you. Ugh, I would have loved to get a picture with him. I'm, I'm just a big fan. Did you learn anything from his set? Um, yeah. A lot about Crimea. Oh. <laughs> yes. Did I learn? Absolutely. Yes. I learned. Uh, in terms of, I don't know how much of it was like useful for me beyond just the experience of following him mm-hmm. and like the excitement that that brought forward, just because he is such a, um specific type of performer you know yes like he's smart i always admire someone who could go in where like who who else is even gonna have a joke on that that's what i love he he talked about the um luxury of rage oh we didn't talk about this beautiful phrase such a beautiful like gorgeous like poetry phrasing and then it was funny yeah what the fuck am i doing Yeah, yeah and then you go up there and you're just like just someone take a gun and women are annoying yeah i don't know Put me out of my misery. I'm so sorry that you need to listen to my face. Yeah. It definitely gives you like imposter syndrome, but it's like imposter syndrome with the understanding that like there's like three of him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, and oh, he's yeah, I'm not I'm well clearly... compensated for it. Absolutely. Love that guy. He was very funny. Highly recommend going to see John. You can't. You can't go yeah. see him. Um, the other the other thing that was super interesting was like in the same show, Ian Finance like went after it with a lady. Yeah. Like one of the most intense uh It was the most intense standoff I've seen yeah. between a uh, uh, comic and every comic on the show is like I've never seen it get that he yeah. handled it really well he but did. it, it, he, it mean, was heights a, of, of a real pro. rage between three people woman in the crowd was on her phone 
And I think he just got pretty annoyed with her pretty quickly. And then she wouldn't back down. And then she like insulted his comedy. And then she insulted comedy in general. She was like, anyone can do what you do. Did she say that? Yeah, that was the part where I was like, burner, burner at the stake. Oh, I, I was like, if she said, if she, I think she said that. And then it's like, at that point, go in. There's, you, you can't really, the crowd took Ian's side. Yeah, of course. And he was just he screaming. Was also killing. Kill, yeah, he's, I mean, he kills. He's, such a, he's very strong. And that was the best. It was, it was, I, I think when it started, I left to get like a snack from the CBS when I came back. It was reaching a crescendo. So I was like, oh, it wasn't a short little spat. No, no, no. It was ongoing. Like, yeah. I think and her, like, in the crowd were like, yeah. you fucking, what's happening? Just a, just like a Upper she, West Side mom and her 17 year old son. She was like the one who I had actually had crowd work with her earlier where she was like, I'm a journalist. And I was like, oh, cool. For where? She could say, I can't tell you. And I was like, Okay, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, if you don't want to, if you want to play mystery lady, Breitbart, I don't give a I don't, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm gonna assume. Yeah, she was very self-important and just. Ugh. Um, I was maybe, happy to see her go a, down. Maybe she's a very important journalist. That's fair. Like, I get if you're like important in your field, but like we don't know that in yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're sitting in the very front, so like, ah, it's tough. Yeah. What did he yell? At? It was just. It's hard to capture it. I think he got a video of it. So check oh, out. Oh, I took a video of it. Check, check out the video of it because I'm sure. Did he, he post it? I hope he does. I think I he, he wanted to. He had two cameras on it, which is great. The best part was the sun was after. the sun was shouting back, and then they they leave, and then the sun, uh, you know, as he's walking out there, he goes, "Here's some sign language for you," and he, he throws up uh, a middle good finger. Good one. <laughs> and then and then he invites goes, "Good one, bro." <laughs> It was my favorite burn of the whole night. It was like a seventeen-year-old repeating a street joke, like he was a comedian. And then, oh, poor and kid. then Ian this, this, turns. Also, do you think this kid is like I have to like back up like mom right now, but yeah. also mom, fucking cool it. Yeah, yeah. He was fuck yeah. Like either you side against your mom, which and is then your not bad advised, son, or you side with your mom with your and mom. look like a little fucking dork. Um, and then Ian kept going and then Ian gets back in the material somehow after all that. And yeah, then he's was, still killing he it. Like and he goes, master cl- and at one like, point he looks how on up, earth do you keep it moving? And then he looks up at one point and he goes, I know I'm blowing the light, but I'm pretty sure I earned it. <laughs> and he like tacks an extra three or four minutes on his set, which he deserved. I didn't go next, but I think I was two spots later yeah. and I was still, the crowd still stayed good. The crowd, uh, uh, but I was like, was "Oh, the show peaked fifteen show. minutes ago." Yeah, it was a wild show. After John Oliver went up, no one anticipated that not to be one of the most memorable things of the night. Yes, it was like John Oliver, me being like, "I'm dating," and then a couple people. Then Ian battles a woman, walks the walks her and her son, and then the I think the two. She was a Karen. Went, I don't like that word, but like she was kind of just being. Yeah. Just kind of give some perspective on like what we were dealing with there. I, I don't know her story. I don't know her story. But in that moment, she probably should have just not looked at her phone. Yeah. Or just at least admitted wrong when you check your phone. She Sorry. couldn't. Yeah. She was justifying. Get off your fucking phones. You're in a live performance live sitting in the front. It's one. Th- and then she tried to say that she was looking. She was texting her babysitter. Yeah. After five minutes, she was like, I was texting my babysitter. I'm like, if you had said that right away, this probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. Like, oh, fine. Right. Even even I think Ian would have been like maybe made a joke about made it. But been like, ah, OK, baby. fine. Yeah. Okay, is your kid dead? No. Good. Let's move on. But she said it five minutes later. So she clearly just made up what would be the most sympathetic 
probably, yeah. uh, thing to be texting about. Meanwhile, I was highly entertained. I'm I, sitting at the back just like loving it. <laughs> loving it. We were oh, all like, great oh, show. shit. <laughs> Anything else happened since then? Uh, um, well, besides COVID, everything's canceled. Um, nothing. I don't think so. I mean, I think right now we're all just trying to determine what's going to happen in January. Like I have a show that I'm doing next Wednesday that I'm um, running and I'm like, do I, I don't think I cancel, but do I cancel? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it another day or two just to see, but I don't know. Also, like, how do you book for that? Yeah. I'm like, are the people who I know got COVID yeah, originally? Yeah. Those are the people I'm going to ask because they're going to be healed by then. Yeah. God, I hope. But then I'm like, is that irresponsible? So it's kind of a weird, I, I hate that we're back in that weird position. I'm hoping that it's temporary, but at the same time, it's like. In March, like when March rolls around, this is still going. I'm like, two years is forever. Like, this is just how we live now. I don't know. Not to, not to continue on that, but like, I get that it's a process, but oh my God, it's very frustrating. So we got out of the country at the perfect time. We did. We sure yeah. did. Thanksgiving was the time to travel. It sure was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of anything else. Um... Is this petty? We talked about this. I It feels like I'm calling out someone in particular, but uh, maybe uh, someone asking you to follow them back. Oh. Is that? Am that's I, weird. Is no, that I'm weird? sorry. That's like. That's something I've only ever seen comedians I just, do. I just hate that so much. Yeah, don't follow do me that. back. Hey, I'll follow you. You follow me back. I'm like, now I don't want to. Especially when it's like one of the first things yeah. you interact with. I'm like, I don't want You've had that a lot. Follow, you follow me like, if you like my content. And if you don't, don't follow me. I don't care either way. But this whole swap thing, it's just this stupid currency. It, it makes me feel like a... Like a I'm a number for you. I don't like it. I don't it. know. I don't think it's uh if you're a comic who if you're a comic who listens, don't maybe don't, do, don't that. do that. You can even just be like, hey, what's your Instagram? I'd love to follow you and then hope that but don't I just don't Or just you know their name, just follow them if you want to and otherwise don't. How many great comics am I friends with that I don't follow? There's a bunch of them. It's weird because I guess it's like and, and it's we're, like this we're social media platform number. that's like yeah. meant for like distributing your content like i understand like in you know if it's someone within your own scene and it's like ah you know like the networking component and mm -hmm. i get that like in other cities that's kind of what they're looking for too but it's weird to do that when you're traveling when you're like yeah but the networking well, is book you like the networking is done face to face if i met you and you were nice i'm gonna remember no, I know, that but like here here in new york it's like i don't know i've you, you obviously follow a lot of comedians and it, or I, I'll I'm thinking more about me like I'll follow a lot of comedians and it's sometimes I'll even have messaged someone a couple times and then realize I don't follow them and be like oh yeah like I'm sure I don't care like I'll Dude. I don't really I know what you're up to because I see you pretty regularly right you know what I mean so it's a little different yeah it's more like a messaging platform it's so me. gross I love I love if you ever I use it more message than like someone email. to do their show and you don't follow them, and they don't follow you, and then they book you, and then you still don't follow each other, and you're like, no, I, that's magical. What I'm I, I love it. I oh, this that is great. All the time. I love that. Like, because I use I use Instagram Messenger or whatever the fuck, a Facebook Messenger, whatever it is, more frequently than I use email for comedy. Oh, Facebook's good. I don't use Facebook like at all. I no. Never oh, even Instagram Facebook. Messenger. 
Yeah, but it's it's owned by Facebook. It's owned by Meta. Excuse me. <laughs> Meta. Yes. Ugh, fucking. Hell. I've I've kicked my Facebook and Twitter addiction. Instagram still is can I spend too much time on it, and it, half of the posts make me feel bad about myself or the world. Well, and that's just, healthy. Yeah, yeah. And I check it first thing in the morning before I roll out of bed. I'm like angry scrolling. And I, yeah. Doom scrolling. What's that? Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. Yeah, that's the term for it. Oh, what what does that mean? Exactly what you're just saying. Oh, you're just gonna dig yourself All this further stuff that makes and further. You angry and sad. Yes. Doom. Yeah, I just I'm so ha- like I mute people so freely now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh you only all your posts make me feel bad, and it's not because I hate you. I just your just posts make me feel bad. Yeah. Do regular non comedians do that follow for follow? I guess people people put a lot of stock in like oh they don't follow me back. I don't think they do as I don't know. It's remember hard that, to tell. Remember that guy we met at Olympic trials where he was that that big shot. And uh, we're like, oh, do you know our friend from UVA, Rachel? He goes, yeah, she follows me. That was weird. I think it's just more of like a, I don't know. I guess every culture is probably a little bit different. So like in the swimming community versus in the comedy community. But I've never experienced that like, oh, follow me back. Like that, that really seems to be something I've only seen in comedy. Yeah. And it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Should I do opener etiquette? Sure. Yeah. Uh, opener etiquette. Know know the comic's name that you're bringing on stage. So if you're if you're bringing up the headliner, maybe just uh, get their name right. That's no one in specific. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some issues. Um, is this is this Patty? This was not this weekend, but if I'm selling merch and you're gonna hang out around the merch table. Please don't be in my way. It's a stressful process where I have to find shirt sizes and interact with people and exchange different forms of currency. Um, just be cool. That's just be not cool the right in the green time room. To, like hang out. Yeah, it's a very business portion of my set that is purely not for any artistic fulfillment. So, right. so um, fuck off. Yeah, that's other things that openers. I mean, yeah, just be what you do in the green room is 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 more important than what you do on stage. If you don't bomb, uh, well, if you, if don't, you bomb, don't bomb, if it's just all, middle of the room, it's something someone said to me. I was bombing hosting for John, a guy named John Ramsey all weekend. I was clearly upset about it. And he said something to me that I thought was bullshit. He goes, your job as a host, the, o- the only way, here's how I judge how you did as a host. If I get on stage and the crowd laughs at my first joke, you did a good job. And that's good to remember because yeah. that is a that is the thing I am now cognizant of. I don't I don't wa- I maybe watch the opener set once. Uh, I'm in the green room thinking about my set list and and right. maybe folding T-shirts and all that stuff. And I'll go out and watch and just get a feel for it and and maybe see what jokes they have in case they step on mine. And then I'm just gonna probably hang out in the green room and, and I'll hear if you're doing well or not. And I'm not gonna be judgmental. I mean, of a host set because the crowd is tougher at that point. Um, but if if they're laughing when I get on stage, everyone did their job right. That's all I care about. If yep. by the time I get up, they're a good crowd, you did great. Don't be hard on yourself past that. And don't ask me to watch your set <laughs> more than once. Um, that's that's about it. So don't be – hosting is a hard spot. The headliner knows that. Um, 
be easy on yourself and just be chill. Don't be don't be in your head about how your set's going. It's it's that thing in psychology where you, you whatever whatever you think is going wrong, it's not it's only half as bad as you think. If you think you embarrass yourself, it's not nearly that bad. Yeah, that's, that's I mean that's good advice though. I it doesn't. I don't know. I've definitely had the ones where you're like do your time. By the way, don't. I've had a feature pop off twenty five minute set. They popped off at seventeen. I didn't oh, have wow. my shit ready. And I had to rush on. I was going to do That's a slideshow at the end. I didn't, and I was working on trying to work over, like roll over a new hour. And I hadn't, I didn't have my set list together yet, so I had to just do kind of autopilot my old hour, which was a bummer. Oh, yeah, that was a sorry, not to interrupt, but that just reminded me of something that happened to me. Yeah, what was it for the first time on Saturday when I was hosting? <clears throat> um, the check spot got lit early on accident, not like that he was doing just fine, but, um, the checks were finished. So she went to light him Mm -hmm. and lit him and you were hosting and I was hosting and the, the closer wasn't there yet. So it was Aaron Berg, um, who's very funny. He was a very funny comedian. Dude, his last four minutes, the highest of anyone. Fucking shit. Yeah. So he's not there yet. I'm like, like, why did you like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the thing is they kind of stretch. And so I had to go back on and I haven't done this very frequently of going on stage. The comic before is not there yet. I've already done my set up top and like worked some in between. And I just had to like, keep it moving, like keep the energy up and keep doing some material, some crowd work with, for an undefined amount of time until the next guy arrived. Mm-hmm. And it was, went really really well it was actually probably one of the higher points of my set probably because at that point they were super obviously super warmed up it'd been the whole yeah. show but it was wild it was a how much time of did just, you have to do i probably did another i only ended up doing like another five or so yeah but it's so crazy but not knowing how much time you know have to do where you're going so yes. you're just if some crowd work happens you're just like laying like just sitting around in it just yeah. like living it up because you're yeah. like i don't know where we're you're, going you're kind of stretching everything out yep. which is a, you know a weird, comedy should be compact it's a weird feeling for yes. sure and then i finally he finally came in and he went up and did really well but i was just like okay that was a first for me i have never had that i've had as a headliner i finished my set and then someone yells to stretch or gestures to stretch and that's a scary moment because you're like will i be able to find another closer i Oh, plan the whole hour just yeah, to land on that line. Kind of, I feel like you should always ask them to stretch before they've. Yeah, but they don't know. Those. That's the thing of like comics. The who's on stage is one of their last concerns. They're more concerned with the result and the shakers. There's so many moving parts of a club for the people yeah. who are running at the light, the sound. There's so many times where they're about to bring me up and I wasn't in the room and no one's checking to make sure I walk on stage when they call my name. I walk in the club after the show starts on my first night of a club weekend sometime. Like, oh, hey, nice to see you. I'm like, you didn't even know I was in town. I could be stuck on a tarmac somewhere right. and forgot to text. It was kind of a shame because I was like the the check spot, I'm sure would have loved some more time. But instead I got put yeah. in this like strange position of like, having to just kind of go up there and you know, I'm still a fairly new comic. So I was like, it was cool. Yeah. It, it made, gave me some confidence in just being like, Oh, I can, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I have enough random shit on the back burners that I can always mix in with crowd work and keep it moving. You know, yeah. the crowd already liked me. It was fine. Yeah. And, uh, it all went really well, but I was just like, noted. Well, that's new, a cool moment. That's like a new. moment that kind of really like, we talk about, you know, Saturday night that, too, that it's a so. job. And that's a moment where you're like, my job is to keep people laughing until that guy shows up. 
Yep. Well, you did do that once with the check spot where I remember the, when I was last on the show and I was running crazy, crazy late. And they're like, we're going to put Laura on stage. And uh, yeah, when you get here, a, we'll light her. That <laughs> was a check spot. And I, so I didn't know how long I was doing, but I was going up there and I hadn't done any material yet. And I was like able to just kind of make it happen. Yes. And the, I know I can do a quite a bit of time, but what was weird is I'd already done time. Like I'd already done a bunch of stuff. So I had to like literally do another mini set yes but as which is fine as the host like you're expected to do that but i don't know it was just an interesting experience of having to like okay how do i recalibrate for another four but also i might be off in one so just be ready for that you know i don't know he could walk in any minute which is not a big deal i don't have to get off immediately but i also do want to like yeah, those you are know. fun. Mo- it's like you're building a bridge with comedy, and you don't know where the end is. Right, you're like, ah. That's why like crowd work so good because you can just it was st- a good stretch practice. It, out. it was definitely a good ex- um, learning experience for me. But you think about that from the 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 club manager's perspective that night. They're like, okay, everyone's here. We have, we you know we're worried about seats and and, and drink minimums and yeah. who's seated where. And now I'm managing all the servers, and we got to drop the checks. And okay, the checks are done. Right, so with that, when the checks are done, we hit the light. It. It's just a little button next to her. She's not even in the showroom. And, and I was like, Aaron's checking not if here. all the comics have checked in is is one of the is lower on that list. Right. Because mo- totally, money is their I biggest totally thing. Totally get it. Yeah, totally I totally get it. Hundred percent. So, but it was an interesting learning experience for me. And I was like, afterwards, I was like, good job. Yeah. Oh, also shout out to my openers. It was a. Uh, uh, shit, it was Travis. I got, I got, I get their, I got their names wrong on stage on purpose. I was going to say Trevor, Travis and uh, John Gilbraith were my openers in Virginia beach and they did a, a wonderful job. That was a, uh, I, I credit them with the shows going very well. Oh. Well, should we, should we end it on a high note? Then? Let's end it on a high note. Well, that wasn't a high note. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. That's already over. Happy New Year. Go get tested. Get tested if you live in New York or try to or stay inside. I'm just going to like lay low for just like a second. You Dude, know? I think that's one of my favorite parts right now is I always I always tell myself I'm going to get to the show early and hang out and then hang out afterwards and just, you know. And right now the best thing you can now do I'm is like, not nope, hang out. Nope. I'm going to John Oliver my set. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. Bye.